whole time, the whole thing was shadowing us, right behind us, right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing, is all I can mystery each week with your hosts veteran researcher author and tv personality the squatch detective steve culls and from the bigfoot research project of kentucky chris bennett sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around north america discussing the bigfoot phenomena but not without a few laughs too here are your hosts steve and chris And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, October 18th, 2020. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with my co-host, Mr. Chris Bennett. <laughs> hey, Steve, what's going on, man? I am marvelous. Good. Marvelous. Good. And We're uh, having fun tonight, and uh, if anybody wonders, I'm, I'm babysitting Yorkies, so... Uh, if you hear some uh, <laughs> some feuds going on in the background tonight, they're all around me. So just uh, we'll, we'll try to work with that. <laughs> Greetings, and of course we have our guest all the way downstairs. Chris, you want to pass that along? Oh, there's Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Yeah, there's Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of feel like if we had like another six more people, we could do the Brady Bunch. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. just kind of set us across there in blocks. That would yeah, work. Well, we got to get somebody to play Alice, though, in the middle. It just goes. <laughs> um, oh, man. 
But anyway, let's do our roll call as we normally oh. do on our show to say hello yeah. to our who we got over there. Our, our oh. cast of characters today. Uh, of course, we got Ken. Hello, Ken. Ken. Hi, Ken. You. Of course, what night would be complete without uh, B? Yes, we B. are back. Hi, B. John, how are you? Yep, John. Welcome. I'm, John, I'm so welcome. sorry about the Yanks. They're they are not in the World Series. Mm. Not that there's much of a series this year, anyway. <laughs> um, let's see. There's Mr. Allen. Hello, Allen. Hi, Allen. Cindy, what's going on? Cindy, good to Cindy. see you again. We got Tack. Michael, how are you, sir? Hope you're Tack. recuperating well. Welcome, Tack. Hope we got Rick. Better. Hey, from Hi, Rick. Rick. Hey, from Steve and Chris. <laughs> Sean, good to see you. Hey, Sean. Awesome, awesome profile pic there, by the way. We got Chris. He's in the hey. chat room. Hello, Chris. Hey, That's Chris. quite the fish you got there. <laughs> Keith, you have no sound. Refresh, oh. refresh, refresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to hit hit the refresh button, Keith. It'll come back. Poor Keith always has an issue. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you got to just you know give the uh, computer an old kick. There's Jay. We found there's Jay, Jay again. There's fi- yeah, finding Jay's Jay Bachochin. We found him. We found Jay. There he is in the chat room. And of course, Chris is, uh, made mention that he is from uh, down in Argentina. Hello, hello, hello. Well, welcome, Chris. Golly, that's a long ways off. Yeah, welcome. Well, you know, he, he drove a long way to make it here on time. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, you know, before we, <laughs> uh oh, he's been cleared for the work in woods. All right, oh, good, good, glad to hear it. Good. I mean, I need my deck painted. Not just. <laughs> Not that kind of work. Um, uh-oh, here. Oh, goodness gracious. Mick, we're so sorry to hear that. Um, obviously, you will. You, you have my prayers and condolences. Oh, yeah, and, um, I hate to hear yeah. that, Mick. Yeah, we'll take care of that. So sorry that, that, you know, bad news. But glad to see you're here. And, you know, if you're not so, if you're not so funny tonight, we understand. But, uh, you know, your, your family... And your your aunt, or your sister, rather, is in my prayers. Goodness gracious, a sister. And I, and I know what it's like to lose a brother. So I know a sibling is, uh, losing a sibling is tough, really tough. So my, my, my heart, you know. Hang in there, Mick. Yep. So, uh, so anyhow, uh, uh, we, we do have a little bit of good news. We want to throw out a happy birthday to Bob Gimlin. Happy birthday, uh, Bob! He, he's eighty-nine, and wow. uh, he he doesn't talk like one of my characters, Mister Abernathy. Hey, what are you doing, you son of a bitch? Mm. You know, Mister Abernathy's a pain in the ass, so we we don't bring him on too often. But but yeah, happy birthday, Bob! Good to good to you know, good to hear that you're still kicking and doing your thing, and uh, hopefully uh, this COVID, when this COVID BS is all up and done with. Yeah, we well, you, you can hit the road on a more regular basis again because we know that keeps you going. Oh, <laughs> and that message was brought to you by Yorkie Number Two. Yeah, <laughs> who's yeah. complaining because Yorkie Number One is going Number Two? <laughs> you guys settle down. <laughs> um, so anyway, I love, I, I love the way Bob talks too. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes. Uh, being kind of from the South, people kind of make the fun, make fun of the way I talk a little bit, but that's okay, you know. But when Bob, he, when he wants to say "creek," he says "crick," and I can relate to that, you know. 
and we, we call it we call it a branch here, you know, but he calls it a crick, and I really like that. You also call it a holler that we call a little valley. That's right. That's <laughs> right. We got hills and hollers. Hills right. and hollers. And, uh, yeah, that's right, Kentucky, where the Hatfields and McCoys had it oh. out. Okay, I'll be right back, Steve. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, Jordan, it's just you and me right now. Apparently, apparently there is a canine episode occurring at the Bennett residence. <laughs> oh, okay. he's back. There he right. is. I had to bust him up there. They were uh, a little bit uh, too rowdy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on this quick. <laughs> because I, I'd be terribly afraid if you, if you took a little too long and be like, what's he doing to the dogs? Well, no, no. I just have to worry about my ankles. But, you know, I have socks on. So, but, uh, you, but know, you know. You know what I'd be really afraid of is that, uh, hang on, is that all of a sudden, you, hey, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, hang, hang on. I got to take care of the dogs. <laughs> 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 No, 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 that, that would never happen here because I I would probably get hit on the head with a rolling pin if I did anything to these dogs. These, these are mama's babies. We got to take care of them. But, uh, truth is, you know, I love them just as much as she does, you know, and and I'm, I wasn't a dog person, but you know, when, when you're surrounded by them, you have no choice, you know, they, they, they get in your heart. Yes, they, they do. So, uh, oh, uh, Sean said that How to Hunt is starting bo- the Bobby Short stuff again. In other words, hmm. I don't know if he's alluding that she was murdered. You know, hmm. all I can say is this, is that, you know, there are people that have agendas. And, and this is kind of what I'm, I, I, I was going to do a, a quick little soliloquy here about, you know, a post I had made. But hmm. uh, as far as, uh, uh-oh, the fork chop is in the house. Hey, Sean. <laughs> and make sure he has brought back the Sasquatch experience with our other good friend, Henry May. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, make sure you catch that program as well. Um, but, uh, hey, I don't know if if uh, the Sasquatch experience is on Blog Talk or not. But uh, maybe uh, Sean can give us a heads up. If not, we could probably get him over on this platform, which is a much more fun platform yeah sean uh, yeah you gotta put uh henry onto this too because this is a, this is good i mean i love this platform it's great yeah. we can show videos and, and all kinds yeah. of crap where before we could just talk you know ah <laughs> uh, that, that is mr david winter hello david hey dave good to see you back in the show center um <laughs> yeah 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 he was <laughs> Yeah, there was this illusion that that he had made that, you know, these people are doing evil things. The people that want to say that Bigfoot is an ape and, you know, not, or a primate. Bigfoot's not a primate. Well, you know, this guy is... (laughs) Um, You know, oh, and uh, also John is in the the show. Hey, John. He too, he too as well is is showing off a fish he had caught. <laughs> so we're going to have to have a fishing uh, tournament, you know, live fishing tournament here on. Uh, what are you guys, squatchers or fishers? Or fishermen? <laughs> so, um, oh, man. But uh, I don't want to get into uh, Mr. How to Hunt, How Not to Hunt. Um, 
anytime soon. Uh, we'll 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 do it. Uh, we'll we'll do that another night. Yeah. But um, yeah, e- exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, the other day I posted just funny, you know, just for a little kick and grin. I posted this picture, which I changed the uh, the famous Fox and Janice Carter picture. I changed it to Grey Poupon. Do you have any Grey Poupon? Instead of asking for garlic, it's knocking on the door. Yeah, do you pardon me? Do you have any Grey Poupon? Um, and the answer would be, why certainly. Here you go. And um, so here it is. But that started a whole conversation with this guy saying how, well, uh, you know, um, I know what these things are. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Do tell. Well, he didn't really tell. He said, you know, I have. Uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, I have. Um... You know, I've sat with him at the campfire and had conversations with him. And I have witnesses, too. And I'm like. Wow, that's pretty pretty interesting. What did they say? Well, he didn't really say what they said. But somebody said, hey. And I said, here it comes. Hey, you know, if you don't have any pictures of these things, just you know, take me. I'll go along. Let me look. Oh, I'm sorry, but they, you know, you're probably not ready for it yet. And that's mm. always... <clears throat> ah. <laughs> that, that is always the story with those folks. Mm. Um, that is always the story with these folks that have you know, these alleged habituations where they're coming in for garlic or gray poupon or, or, I mean, he proved my point right there. It's, that's proof right there. See, see, it's always the same. It's always the same script. Yeah. Why they can't get evidence. Well, they, they don't want their picture taken. Like you said earlier, you know, or maybe they'll steal my soul. Um, you know, you know, and, and the funny thing is, 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 is Igor Burtsev, Went down to the Carter farm, supposedly yeah. as a scientist. Yeah. And admits he did not see a single Sasquatch down there. Yeah. But, you know, Janice seems so authentic and so nice. How can I not? And what it comes back to is the same reason why Dr. Warren Cook got schnookered by Ivan Marks. It's because, you know, they're, you know, people that are enveloped in this sense of grandiose sense they're not bad necessarily bad people um and i want to make that clear that the people of the world that say oh i commune with bigfoot or i do this or i do that folks they're they're not necessarily bad people they're not even necessarily hoaxers in that in, in the respect as we would consider them it's that they have this terrible overwhelming need to feel socially accepted and special and big and part of something. And we talked uh, the last time a couple of weeks ago about, um, 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 you know, the logic problem, Fantastica Logica, um, uh, you know, you know, and, and again, and, and David, you're right. They, they've programmed themselves to believe it because they keep repeating the same story over and over again. So I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're bad folks. Nope. But they're just not my cup of tea, and, and I, I get a little annoyed with it that, oh, here comes somebody again that, that has, you know, that that's trying to step in as the expert. Well, you wait one minute. You know, I've sat with these, and you know, 
No, please, 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 folks. Well, some of them actually may believe it. You know, they might be the type Delusional? of people that, that. Well, yeah, I didn't want to say that. I, I mean, if you if you kinda. talk to, you know, it's kind of funny because I was watching this. Uh, and Jordan, feel free to jump in on any of the conversation you wish to do tonight. Yeah, but um, if you if if you are, um, I was watching this special last night. I'm, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, if on UFOs last night, and and Nick Pope was on there, and as well as Nick Redfern, it was really a great uh, program. It was recent. I think it was yeah. twenty early 2020. Actually, it was made, and you know Nick Pope. Or actually, Nick Redfern said it very succinctly that, you know, and it's the same for any of the the, the paranormal fields or the, the weird fields, whether it be cryptozoology, whether it be, uh, oh, here's trouble in town. Hello, Mr. Mackey. Mr. Austin. <laughs> so uh, um, uh, it, it comes down to a lot of this weirdness uh, is that either you're telling the truth you're hoaxing it, you are misidentifying it, or you're being delusional, you know. And that's the sad, that is the sad, you know, uh, thing. It's going to fall into one of those four four categories. It's going to be real, misidentification, a hoax, or... Yeah. All right, hang on a second, guys. Hang on one second. Chris, take over for me for a minute. You know, start talking, because I get a little issue with my laptop, so I got yeah. to get this going here. Okay, man. All right. Wow. I hope he hope he gets that straightened out. <laughs> All right, Nick. Come on, man. Or excuse me, wait a minute. Jordan, we got Jordan. I'm Jordan. talking about Mick. Oh, I'll say Mackie. Mick. Mick Hey. Anyway, Jordan, come on, man. Tell us spill of beans. How did you get started in all this? Oh man. <laughs> Let's see. Um you know, it really was just um, a little boy, I was nine years old and I was just fascinated with monsters, yeah. you know, Godzilla, King Kong, like that was sort of like my identity as a kid because yeah. that was, that kind of just spoke to me, you know? And I remember being so young where I was looking through my parents, um, CD albums and, you know, my mom had Elvis Presley. She had, you know, all, all, all the classics, but of course, you know, I was like, Four or five, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I saw the Phantom of the Opera, and there was something about just the weirdness of that that kind of spoke to me, just like, you know, the white mask, the black background, the way the text was. And I think I've always been drawn to just things that are sort of out of place, things yeah. that are just kind of, you know, I guess not normal, but I would prefer a better word than that. Um, but just, just those type of things. And, um, you know, over time, that just kind of, it kind of evolved into something greater. And I was about nine years old, nine or 10. And my dad was actually watching a documentary about the Loch Ness Monster on the History yeah. Channel. Oh, yeah. And, I love that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff, too, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. And, you know, it's just about this dinosaur that's allegedly living in this random place in Scotland. I'm like, oh, wow. Right. And then over time, so like nine or 10, so this was probably maybe 2002, 2003. Um, I just started doing research like most people these days on the internet. Right. Just right. kind of looking at everything else. And 
I've always heard of Bigfoot. It's, you know, subconsciously, I just, I knew, I've heard of the name. I knew what it looked like and just kind of that, that whole thing. And it just became the snowball effect of learning about other strange cryptids like Mothman, the Chupacabra, Ogopogo, you know, just the list goes on. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, you know, it just, again, it, it snowballed into this huge interest of just, wanting to learn more about it and you know one of the shows that really um i was drawn to was animal x um that was on animal planet and that was one of the first um programs that i watched as a kid and then after that monster quest came on history channel and and by then I yeah. miss Monster Quest, man. I love that show. D- Doug is, is awesome. He was, yeah, he's one of the f- really first, if not the first person to take this these subjects seriously into a scientific, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, viewpoint. Um, so, you know, from that point, you know, I, I, I just wanted to make my own. Like, I, I even from, even before Monster Quest and a little bit after Animal Planet, I kind of wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to make documentaries and that's kind of what got me involved into filmmaking because they were cryptozoology, Bigfoot research and all that. So, you know, I just started sending out emails, calling people, um, that sort of thing. And it just became this, uh, snowball effect of just stepping into this crazy world of (laughs) Bigfoot, Bigfootry. And, you know, it kind of became its own thing. Um, I think it was it was probably 2008. Um, my dad and I, our first trip was to Lake Champlain because mm-hmm. uh, I live in Buffalo, New York, so it's like the other side of the state where I am. Um, yeah. It was about like a six hour, six seven hour drive, yeah. and you know we we had the fortunate um, experience to meet a lot of people that have had you know reported sightings, and we had the opportunity to interview Sandra Mansky, who took the famous. Um, oh, Champlain. yeah, yeah. And the story behind that was really funny um, because it was during those days of uh, whitepages.com where you can just type someone's name in, where they might live, and then their number pops up. They don't really do that anymore. But, yeah. Yeah. but I, I was looking up her name, and there was like two – I believe there were two Sandra Mancys that were in Vermont, and I'm like – Okay, one of them has to be it. <laughs> so I, I randomly called that uh, one of the numbers, and luckily it was actually her. And at first, I called her to ask to use permission her to use her photograph for um, my champ documentary. And yeah. at first, she was like, "Oh well, you know, just she just really wasn't interested," and I kind of felt bad. And then that was it. But then I called her again, and I just said, "Hey." if I can't use the photograph, can I at least interview you? And right. somehow that gave her the green light to do it. Yeah. And we were, we were able to do that, which was awesome. And, you know, after that, we also went to um, Whitehall, New York, where Steve is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that was actually um, one of my, if not one of my favorite places in the world because for uh, cryptozoology, because there was just so much, history in that place and especially for being new york state especially right. in the adirondacks um you know that that place is so wild it's so there's so much um sto- there's so many stories and just the people there too and especially when it comes with 
police officers, the history of having um, law enforcement seeing these creatures in New York State yeah. of places. So that that that's, that's, that's something that's something that got me because most people think when they think of New York or, or New York State, in immediately in their mind pops New York City. Okay, and you're like. Well, there's there's no trees there, you know what's going on. But <laughs> when you get to some place like Whitehall or the Adirondacks, and you start looking around, you're like, oh my god, you know, they've got some wilderness here, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, they say it what like the Adirondacks. It's like you take um, Yosemite and all these other national parks, and it it, it still wouldn't fit into right. that. Yeah, like what it's, the, it's big. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's huge. So you know. You know, I started reaching out people around there. I actually took um, Paul Bartholomew's book, Monsters of the North Woods, and um, I was looking up, you know, all, all the stories that Paul was writing in his book. Um, I was able to contact Paul. I w- um, being able to talk to him, he, he's a really cool guy. Um, I was able to meet uh, Dan Gordon, um, who had his sighting, and luckily we were we were able to have um, a video interview of him before he unfortunately yeah. passed away. Um, we also met Cliff Sparks at the Skinny Valley Country Club. Uh, he was really cool. Um, yeah, and just we just kept meeting all these people. Uh, Bill Brand, um, you know, a, a lot of well well respected uh, individuals in the field. And then you know we also made a trip to a Point Pleasant, where uh, you know we met a lot of people down there, like Jeff Wamsley from the Mothman uh, Museum, um, and a handful of other uh, really cool people. We met the Frick Brothers. Uh, we met Faye, I believe her last name is DeWitt, Faye DeWitt. Um, she had a sighting um, back in the 60s when the, the whole uh, Mothman craze was going on. Um, and, yeah, it, it, we, we had the opportunity just to go to these places. I mean, I, I was in high school at the time, and I really didn't care about, you know, football or drinking or going to parties. That was just not my thing. I, yeah. I To me, like, this was like me on drugs. I, well, I, it, it kept you out of trouble, didn't it? That's good. You know, a hobby like that is good, or like this is good. Keeps you out of uh, keeps you out of the mess. But now I can't bring it up on screen, Jordan. But we got a question over here from uh, Sean over in the chat, and uh, he wants to know: It says, "Has Jordan ever explored Massachusetts? Have you ever been looking around Massachusetts?" You know, recently actually, I've talked to a few people, and you know, I know the Bridgewater Triangle. That that whole place is just. A mecca for um, you know paranormal phenomena, and especially with Bigfoot, Thunderbirds, yeah. um, you know the Hockamock Swamp. I haven't really researched it, but I, I know there was a, a documentary they made um, called The Bridgewater Triangle, and I know that that's sort of been one of the top places in the world for just that that type of phenomena. Um, I would love to. I mean, I'm I'm actually hoping you know once COVID. Finally, at least ninety percent um, right. of the crazy uh, restrictions are down. Um, we might make a trip up to New England for a few weeks and just kind of explore everywhere from you know Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, right. uh, hopefully Whitehall and those type of places. So, you know, once <laughs> once COVID is finally you know met its match then hopefully we can fight off well yeah that's the thing right now i mean you know it's safe to go out in the woods but the only problem is in order to get there you have to stop at gas stations fill up you know <laughs> you got to get something to eat somewhere so yeah it's still you know even though we're like outdoors a lot we're still uh, in contact with a lot more people than we probably should be right but, uh, i think it'll, it'll eventually calm down a little bit but 
Now, now, Jordan, I, I don't want to throw you on the. Uh, I'm back. Oh, welcome back, Steve. <laughs> I, was, yes. I was just about ready to put Jordan on the spot here. I don't want to, but oh, go right ahead, put him on the spot. Behind you there, Jordan. Uh, I'm seeing a cast, and it looks like a Bigfoot cast over your left shoulder. Your the other, yeah. the other, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Can you tell me anything about that? What is that? Is that just like a, a mock-up, or is it? Yeah. Um. Okay, get up here. Uh, this guy. This was actually given to me by uh, Jody Cook from Ohio, and oh. this was actually yeah one of my first. If not, this was my first cast that um I received. I believe. Um, I think it was in uh, Jody's book, uh, Bigfoot Encounters in Ohio, and oh. this is one of the tracks I believe he found out in the field, and he actually. It's right behind me. I have a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the um, this is a replica of the gorilla print. Well, alleged gorilla print. Right. Um, I believe this was on the Monster Quest episode too. Now that is cool. Yeah, and I think uh, Jimmy Chilcutt, he was uh, examining this, and you know he he predicted that this probably was a gorilla handprint. Oh. He definitely said. Um, this was 100%, but I could be wrong. Don't call me on that. Right. Um, but I mean, like, even like something like this in, in a place called Ohio, and it's like, you know, you probably think there's an escape monkey or gorilla or, you know, just that type of thing going on. Yeah. And it's kind yeah. of weird that even just with something like that happening, you know, and yeah. then those Bigfoot sightings of this large, hairy, ape like creature being seen while there's gorilla handprints all over the state. <laughs> You know, it's like you have, to, you have to wonder sometimes. Well, that is cool, man, and thank you for sharing those with us. I'm, I'm sorry to put you on a spot like that, but oh, man, no. I you have to understand, I'm kind of into those uh, to track prints and casts, and right. even even copies of 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 a, of a print is fine by me. I just love to look at them. Right. No, no, of course. I I want to collect more. I kind of want to have my own little. Uh, <laughs> and this is actually from. Um, a replica of Tom Slick expedition. This is the young little um, Yeti oh, they found. Wow, cool! Yeah. And this was given to me by uh, Jeff Meldrum too, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a- no, um, yeah. Tom Slick was what was one of the only, um, I guess, millionaires funding the entire right of the day. Yeah. So, and I recently read his book too. Um, I think Lauren Coleman wrote it. Yeah. Um, you know. Just that whole uh, expedition that was going on. They they found some interesting stuff, and I know that was like Peter Burns' uh, yeah early days too, as being a a researcher. Uh yeah, Tom Slick funded uh, man. He he bankrolled Peter Burns uh, to come to come in the Himalayas, and uh, that is so cool that you have one of those a replica. I, I understand that that's cool, and yeah. we do, we do have. I can't put it up, but we do have another question in the chat. It's from B. And uh, B wants to know, Jordan, what's the most amazing evidence of anything Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or paranormal you've obtained to date? Huh. Did you get that? Hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I've had found much evidence because the one thing I do regret is not being out in the field as much. And yeah. being here in Buffalo, New York, I mean, there's there's a couple places that allegedly have had activity because I know um, south of me is Chautauqua County and I know Steve right. of that place. Um, they've right. actually had the Chautauqua um, Bigfoot Conference a few years 
And I know there's been sightings um, in and around that area too. Um, yeah, well, I, I think probably B probably doesn't. She probably doesn't mean that you've found specifically on your own. Probably that you've come across. You know that that other people may have seen. Like, right? Is there any any sort of evidence that you've seen that you thought was actually really cool? <laughs> well, I, I think what's the stories when you know people are out, and then when you start hearing, you know. Right. monkey chatter or just having rocks thrown in the woods. I mean, that, that to me, I mean, you can, I mean, if you watch on a television program, they're probably doing it for ratings. Maybe not all of them, but right. you know, there's, there's a lot of stories. Um, and I can even talk about a few stories I've had um, right. where, you know, people are walking and something with hands is throwing rocks. Right. That's the thing. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. No matter if you're in the woods, there's no wild animals uh, specifically uh, uh, that's supposed to be in North America that can pick up a rock and hurl it at you. <laughs> right, right. And, and you hear stories just like all the time in just different parts um, yeah. of the country where these things happen. And, and it just seems like maybe they're not intentionally trying to hurt you, but they're trying yeah. to discourage you from you know being there. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard, have heard of that. Um, I will say, though... Um, there was a time where um, this was actually during the Ohio Bigfoot Conference where I it was with my dad and I was with another um, researcher and we were walking through um, one of the hills near the, the ravine. And I remember and I can clearly recall we heard what sounded like chest beating. Like, right. The best way I can describe it is like taking a basketball and like slamming it on like a on the grass, just kind of bump, bump. bump. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it really sounded like chest beating or a gorilla beating its chest. And <laughs> we all just looked at each other like, what was that? And right. of course, you know, we didn't hear anything else after that, but that, that was, that was something. <laughs> and, and then the following year after that, um, I was with the same research, researcher again, and we were checking out this other area. And I believe it was the area where um, Don Keating shot that that video where that little white figure was running in the distance i believe that was in guernsey county ohio oh okay yeah yeah and, I, I don't remember <laughs> right I think, yeah if you go back you, you can probably find it um mm. but we were in this one area and i remember we were sort of going up towards this this hillside and then there was this opening where there were some picnic benches and right. then the more you um, press on, there's this little patch of woods that kind of like, the best way I can describe it, it's like it kind of sucks you in. It's almost like, the, the best way I can I can describe it, it's like uh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, <laughs> it really felt like the woods were just kind of sucking you in. It was like a vortex. It was, it, was, it was weird. And we had what sounded like a rock thrown at us. You kind of just heard the... And... Yeah. That scared us. So we ran back to the guys, you know, talked about what happened, heard nothing. And this was in an area, again, where there's been a lot of, lot of sightings. And so after a while, we started to head back to the cars and we were going down this hill. And I believe Henry May was with me that night, too. So I'm sure he can tell that. And we were walking down, and what sounded like a huge, like maybe a rock about maybe a little bit bigger than a baseball. Yeah. Just started crushing down on the trees. Just yeah. and yeah. again, everybody just was freaking out and we were wondering what the heck that was. Again, you know, we had we didn't 
hear anything. We didn't smell anything, nothing like that. So again, and with stuff like that, you, you really need to know how the forest works. You need to understand the sounds you hear. You need to understand, you know, that there's a lot of, you know, brush, there's wind, there's, there's all sorts of things. So can I say it's a Bigfoot? I would like to say, but I can't because, right. you know, we, we didn't see it. We didn't see a Bigfoot doing that. that that's the thing. I've heard a, a rock come through the woods one time, one time, and uh, you could hear it hitting branches and hitting leaves and stuff. And then it hit the side of a tree. And when it did, you know, you could tell this was a pretty, this was probably about a hundred yards away, but it hit a tree. And when it hit that tree, it was a very solid thunk. You know, it's like, you could tell that was a pretty good sized rock and then silence, you know, and although, you know, I, I didn't see anybody throw the rock, you know, it kind of makes you wonder <laughs> whether nobody else there or who threw that rock, you know, somebody right. threw it. But uh, hey, Steve, are you back? I am back. All right. And uh, let me, um, if you notice that I've changed and we've lost a, a connection, that's because for some reason, uh, after the show, it started for some, whatever it was, hmm. uh, my laptop, my laptop charger decided not to work anymore. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Well, you know. And what it was doing is I, I thought it might've been the outlet. And when I plugged it back in, it started charging and it, charged for about a minute and then it stopped again wow <laughs> <laughs> now it's not charging at all okay. so i'm like okay it's it's the well, charger whichever yeah. one you're using now i mean looks great it's fine well it, it's the it's the main computer where i pipe the show in. i just well oh. i have to, luckily the, the the configuration i have all i have to do is just basically yank the the yeti the mic yeah. off the laptop plug it into my ports here and just push a button and disconnect another button and wham. Well, it wouldn't be fun if we didn't have a few technical difficulties every now and then, you know. No self-respecting Sasquatch would want to be seen in Cheektawaga, Lackawanna, Tonawanda, or them parts. Adirondacks, that's a different story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Born and raised. Now, now, David, although I love that comment's kind of really funny. Um uh, we tend not to get political here, either side. We just stay yeah. out of politics. Yeah, no politics. Oh, yeah. Best bet. We love everybody on the show. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily true. Well, we love most people. <laughs> Try to love people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Um. So, uh, Jordy, uh, Jordan, I'm sorry. See, here, here's the story. This, this goes back because how old were you when I met you, Jordan? 15, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if we discussed that story yet. <laughs> I, I believe I, re I remember clearly we were, this was the last day me and my dad were in the Adirondacks. So we were hanging around with um, Bill Brand filming some of his stuff and he was showing us places. And then the last day before we went back home, we were waiting for Steve in a McDonald's parking lot. And <laughs> it took about an hour or two for him to get there. And then he finally showed up. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm just going to grab some food. And then, um, no, it was great. Uh, Steve, I remember. You because that. at the time, I lived like an hour and 20 minutes away. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I think it was Troy, right? Troy, New York? Yeah, I was living in Troy at the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah, so that, that McDonald's does not exist anymore. 
Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No, it was it was one of those um, fond memories I've had. <laughs> and I, I remember, um, yeah, we were following you up in one of your research areas um, high up um, near the Adirondacks. And, you know, you were showing us some of the areas around there. And uh, I remember we shot some uh, interviews of you. And I still have all the tapes from those days <laughs> sitting yeah. right right by me and there's literally like probably 50 of them that still yet to be uh resurrected someday um i'm currently doing that now but you know now they there's companies that charge money to do that so (laughs) i'm trying to save money for that yep yeah that that was that was a good time i remember that that was that was (laughs) steve you may have to go back and watch the the rerun of the show then because uh I hit Jordan up about those casts he had in the background, and we had a show and tell man while you were gone. It was, it was really cool. I, I I was I heard him. I was hearing okay. Him. Okay. Okay. I just I just had myself muted while I was well. I actually believe it or not, I not one cuss word. Oh well, that's nice. <laughs> Congratulations, you're doing better. So, uh, Tack, uh, our good friend Mike over there wants to know if you get out in Western New York at all, because I know Tack is based out of Western New York. So, and he is one of my, one of my team members too. So, you know, I, I, you know, if you two make the connect, Mike, just, you know, he's on my Facebook page, make a connection there. Um, or I can throw you back into a, a chat. Um, I, I know you were talking about some, I know B had asked about, you know, some of the most compelling uh, things. Um, so you've talked to a heck of a lot of people. Heck of a lot of people. Uh, you've talked to the Bender Noggle, and you've talked to you know the late Dan Gordon, and you talked to Bill and Paul. I, did you ever get to talk to Brian Goslin at all as well? I've been working on that for so many years. Yeah. I remember the first time I tried. Um, I know. I, I think I remember I called you, Steve. Now that you mentioned it, I think I did call Bill, and then I guess his brother passed away. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, and then. That happened. So that was around the time where my dad and I were going out there. Um, yeah, then the other time, too, um, I believe I was talking to Paul about that on you. But, no, we never we never did. And I always, I've, I've always been interested in um, Brian's story just because of, you know, his background, of course. Sure. And, obviously, the area where he saw it. And, you know, I listen to a lot of his interviews, especially on podcasts. And you can tell just to this day it's still – still affects him you know yep. you can hear the, the nervousness in his voice and just the amount of i guess i could say trauma that this this encounter really did to him right and you know dan uh dan you know was was a, a great guy he, he would get very emotional about you know his sighting as well and the you know and unfortunately the closer to the end of his life he got the more emotionally he got and i remember him at uh, one of these town hall episodes of Finding Bigfoot, he was in Rutland, Vermont at that one. And I remember his voice quivering. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, that was the last time I'd seen him. And I think within like four or five months, he was gone. And um, I remember, you know, there was, you know, for a guy who had a, a, a heart attack, you know, when he did, you know, the years following, you know, he was a lion of a man. You know, he was just always there and doing it. And, um, 
<laughs> uh, Great Hell's going to freeze over now if Steve stops swearing. <laughs> yeah. Filth and foul, foul, foul. But yeah, it was, it was very sad to see him uh, go. Um, I, I wish, uh, I really do wish that the came out while he was still alive here. Um, hopefully, you know, and where he's at now, he knows the truth. Right. So, um, he was a very nice guy because I remember I was telling um, Chris um, during those days when trying to contact these people, you know, I didn't like most, if not everybody from the Whitehall area, you know, they didn't have emails. <laughs> I couldn't right. find any contact info. So I had to go on whitepages.com and you type in their name and then their, their phone number would pop up. So I, I had to type in their name, hope, hoping these were the actual yeah. Dan Gordons and Paul Bartholomew's. And, and they were, yep. <laughs> yeah, they were. And, you know, made those calls. And luckily, you know, you were able to, um, meet them and interview them. And Dan was, he was such a nice guy. Like, especially yeah. I remember, you know, after we talked to Paul, we were walking towards Dan, Danny's house, which is right down the street. And, you know, he was like, Jordan, and just super nice. Just as, as if like, I, I knew the guy and, you know, he, he really warmed up to me and my dad. And, you know, after, after we interviewed him, we just, just talked like for, for hours and then yeah. made another trip up to the Adirondacks and we weren't even planning on it, but then we saw Dan on his porch just sitting there and then like, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let's go up to him. So we start, we just had another nice conversation and he was like, yeah, man, Hey, I can take you on my boat if you want. But it was, yeah. it was, it was so nice. And that, that those yeah. were, those were the moments too, where like you really, you know, connected with, with these people, especially when you're into a subject like this and they've had these incredible stories and you know once they they know you and they become your friend like to me that is that is so rewarding and you know i really i really miss those, those days and you know meeting dan and that whole thing so you know I'm, I'm hoping to make more more memories but i you know i i really i really uh that's one of the things if not probably the top number one thing i enjoy about um you know doing documentary filmmaking um you know, specifically in the cryptid uh world so that that's me is a, is a awesome. And you know, Jordan, you said one thing. Sometimes it still is hard to get in touch with people. You know, to find out who who somebody was, or you know, actually their phone number. And uh, about I don't know, probably about ten years ago, um, I got uh, somebody had told me, "Hey, you need to talk with like, you know, I'm just going to use the last name rather, like the Smith people over on. Uh, they've got a farm over on Green River." And and they have a lot of sightings, or they've had a lot of sightings over the years over there. So, well, who is it? You know, I don't know. Some Smith people. Okay, so we get on the phone, you know, and we get up, get the phone book, and open it up, and we start calling Smiths. Okay, uh, you know, Adam Smith, Adam. Hello, this is it, Chris. Yeah, y'all have a property over on Green River? No. Okay, thank you, Adam. You know, Aaron. You know, you just keep on going, Smith, 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 until finally you get the right one. Like. Yeah, I got some. I got some property over there, you know. And then the wife sees the phone bill. Yeah. <laughs> was back in the that was back in the day when you used to dial a phone, you know. Hey, yeah, man. Well, I mean, you know, uh, up until like last year, my mother still had one of those. She had one of those where it gives you your finger the ride to rack around. 
That was cool. Oh, uh, B, B has question. a question. And boy, she even puts the little emojis to give it a little kick. <laughs> Thanks, B. <laughs> yeah, the, don't give out names. Well, if you want to give out names, you know, that'll be up to you. Uh, but have you ever felt someone you interviewed was plain lying? I haven't. Not, not, no. I, I, I feel the people I reached out to, I, I knew like, to an extent that they were really, they really experienced something. I guess <laughs> I gotta watch my words right here, but I, I can, I guess I can say when once you go to some of these conferences and some of the people that you talk to, and then they're like, "Hey, come over here, let me show you something," <laughs> and then they <laughs> wait, 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 Jordan, <laughs> you have been to the Chautauqua Lake Bigfoot conference, have you not? <laughs> okay, so were you cornered? Hold on, by the woman. With the pictures, pictures and quotes of the Bigfoot near her house, uh, raiding the cooler. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, I see the cooler. I see the grass. I, I, I see the, the house. Where's the Bigfoot? Well, they're cloaked. <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you see him? <laughs> they were they were, they, they, they were cloaked. They were cloaked. Hang on. You know what? Here, watch, watch this. I'm, I'm going to cloak. Watch this. I'm going to cloak. Everybody, for the sake, you know, we haven't done this where I can actually cloak. Watch this. Now watch. It's gonna, this is going to be magical. Oh. <laughs> wow. He's cloaked. He's Okay, so here I am. I'm still here, but you can't see me now. <laughs> you see, oh, I, okay. I will do the rest of the show cloaked. Okay. Hey, I think I can do that too. <laughs> oh man! You walk through a portal. Well, but you not know, quite as effective as me. <laughs> you're gonna. You know, that's something. <laughs> that's something I've come to accept, though, Steve. You know, people, you're going to talk to some people that really straight up they saw something and something's going on, okay? Whether they misidentified a bear or something, you could tell they really, they did see something. You don't know what, but they saw something. Yeah. And then you're going to talk to people like, hey, man, come on over here. I got, yeah, I got a story to tell you. And then, you know, you could tell those guys, well, this dude's pulling my leg. But uh, you know, I'll I'll do them courtesy of listening to them and everything. And <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Only the guest remained and then <laughs> then the guest cloaks. <laughs> we'll do a cloak show. Everybody's talking with three empty chairs. <laughs> What is a cloak show? That sounds good. Uh, so, oh, God. Oh, and, you know, and, you know, people, you know, see, here's the amazing thing. People will bitch about that, this kind of foolery, like we're taking ourselves too seriously or not taking the, seri the subject seriously enough. Well, we do take it seriously. We do have a lot of serious points. But yeah. after all, it's just Bigfoot. Let's have a little fun too. You know, well, this is hey, a show. We we can't 
I've always said this. This is not this is not your PBS show where you hear, you know, like the PBS and you see the warbling yeah. bird flying across the, you know, no, we don't do that late right here. So we have fun. Uh, Steve, could you put a mixed question up there? Because I think it's a pretty valid question regarding the cloaking. The Sasquatch use Klingon cloaking devices or Romulan? You know, that is a valid question. Because if they can really cloak, it's probably one or the other. Or Harry Potter's clerk. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, 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 yes. And, and Ken, Ken makes the great, great thing. You know, uh, and that, that is a great comment. The believer and the knower. You know, yeah. like, like you talk to the, the, the folks that, that, that have all this stuff. And it's kind of funny how this, during this stuff comes, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a hobby. Lighten up. I agree, David. Um, but you, you know how this all comes full circle conversation earlier about the, the guy having the conversations with the Sasquatch and the clan, as he called it. Hmm. Um, you, you know, they, they they say, well, I'm not a believer. I'm a knower. And that, that is a very, uh, when, you, when you start hearing those, those kind of things, you're like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> you know, that that's generally, uh, you know, that's well, generally. You know, you got to look at it this way, too. You know, there's some people that have seen these creatures, and they know they exist. So they're, they're not really believers. They They know they exist, you know. I'm I'm in that category. I know they agree. Well, yeah, but it, it's it's a completely. What I mean is, is that I'm not a believer. I'm a knower. You know, it's like you always get that comment, and you know, it's like, hey, hang on, let me get the book out on how. All right, first they're gonna say this. Ah, check, and they're gonna say this. Check. Okay, now, now, oh, some, oh, somebody wants to go with them. They're gonna say they're not ready for. Oh, there it is. Yep, they're not well, ready for. It. But the, or, there's a difference, or, though. Or, or you're not pure of heart. Yeah. Mr. Bennett, you cannot see them because yeah. you're not pure of heart. Right. And I love the people. I love the people that don't know me. <laughs> that don't know that I decided. Right. Yeah. right? And right. when they say, well, you'll never see them because you're too, you know, really? Oh, boy. Well, those, those are the people that are going to, they want you to believe them. They want you to believe, but, you know, they don't, they don't need, really need you to, to see it. You know, you know what I mean? That you're not going to be able to see it. You just have to take their advice, their word yeah. <laughs> that, that, that it exists, but you're not going to see it, but they see it every day. So you just have to believe them. I guess the biggest difference between being a knower of that type and somebody's actually seen it is I don't care if somebody else doesn't believe it or not. It, it doesn't matter. I, I tell everybody, don't believe it until you see it yourself. And that is the safest way. Do not believe it until you see it yourself. Remain a skeptic until you see one. And after you see one, then you can know, okay? But you can't go around after you see one. You can't go around telling everybody, oh, yeah, yeah, they really do exist because nobody's going to believe you. Okay, <laughs> boys and girls, here comes some questions. So let's oh, get to the oh, question. Oh. Okay, so question for Jordan in general. Are there areas in upstate New York that you find have a higher activity? Use the Finger Lakes as a marker. East, west. Um, 
Slightly yeah. south. Slightly south. No. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, you know, it seems like even where I, I am, so like I'm in Western New York, so I'm, I'm basically at the little tip of Lake Erie where Toronto is. So basically that's where I get all of the, all the snow. <laughs> and south of, south of me is, um, yeah, Chautauqua and Cattaraugus counties. And I would say those are the more um, rural areas in Western New York that, in my opinion, you know, if you go to places like Pennsylvania or Ohio, you know, there's there's areas where, in my mind, a Sasquatch or a Sasquatch is likely to exist. As much a bear is, it could exist here. And I always wonder too, where in in these specific areas, you know, how many sightings go reported and how many sightings don't get reported. And yeah. especially if you got a place like the Adirondacks, which just has so many <laughs> millions of acres, and then obviously. You know, you have Finger Lakes, so if you have woods, water, and hills, you have a creature, most likely. Yep. But, but you know, at the same time, if you're in the biological state of thinking this is a real ape-like creature, then it has to exist in areas where, again, there's wood, water, and hills, and food. So it could possibly, and, and I'm at a point now, too, where... I guess we can go into stick structures, but, you know, I know that's been held to a high degree in some researchers. I myself don't really hold to that degree at all, not even at all in Brooks. I've seen some crazy impressive um, stick structures in the most suburban area you could ever see in a little patch of wood. Yep. And I'm like, that is crazy. Even just like knowing how, you know, it just falls from natural, um, you know, uh, consequences from storms, wind, whatever. Right. You know, I, I I don't hold to something like that with any value anymore. I, I just don't. Yeah. I, I I really think that at some point, because you know, you you when you first started doing this, you were talking to all the folks that have been doing this for a while. So you have those those values. This is what we look for. We look for you know, we look for tracks. We look for sign that they went through an area. We look for scat hair stuff like that. And all of a sudden this changed to, you know, all these tree breaks and tree bends and all this, this stuff that really doesn't fit any of the stuff prior to like 1980, you know, there were tree breaks, but let me, let me quantify that. When people talked about tree breaks, they were talking to it similarly to way an animal, uh, a known animal into the wilderness that you had how you track them is okay there's a broken branch broken branch and you can see the line of broken branches that are going through the forest that is 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 how you track and that's how you that's the kind of evidence you look to support but when i see a pile of sticks we don't know that it wasn't a beaver an old beaver dam that it wasn't a, a, a anything a human making that you know, to say it's arbitrarily a Sasquatch, well, look at these tree bends. It's got to be, I mean, has anybody seen a Sasquatch make a tree bend? I doubt it because it takes weeks for a tree to grow that way. <laughs> and that that's the most disconcerting thing. Nobody's ever seen one, you know, bending a tree and or any of that nonsense. Yeah. So we're, we're just making the uh, same thing with tree knocking. No offense, but tree knocking um i've heard trees crack and pop especially during the winter months 
Sounds like a tree knot. They're cracking because the tree itself is expanding and contracting because of the weather. And then you'll hear this pop because it's either getting too hot or too cold or maybe it was cold and it's warming up or maybe it's, you know, it's, it's warm and it's getting cold. So they make these pops naturally. So, you know, the ones that I find more interesting are the multiple hit ones. But um, let's get into another question. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Tommy John asks, how do they never slip up and get caught on trail cam? All the satellite cameras, drone cameras, et cetera, yet still never seen. Well, here's my, my issue. <laughs> here's my issue with that. Um, and I'll, if you don't mind, I'll take a first stab and, you know, I'll, I'll pass it around to everybody else here on the, on the, on the show. But, you know, Alan Gaines made a good comment saying that, you know, the, given the, you know, a trail camera is like a, a needle in a haystack too. You're looking for a little, a little piece of, of wide angle for about 40 feet in a, in an area that's really immense. However, I do believe there are at least a couple of legitimate trail cam photos out there. So, especially one I worked up in Vermont, you know, and, and to me, you know, how can you say that they're never seen on trail cameras? You know, there's a lot of people putting trail camera pictures out there and 99% of them are bunk. But I've seen a couple that go, hmm, ain't that something? Um you know, so no satellite images, uh, because they don't shoot through the trees. Um, the, you know, I don't think they, again, they shoot satellite pictures when during the day, I believe they're nocturnal primarily. And let's also face fact too, that, you know, if you're shooting all this, go on Google earth and there, and if you notice in some of these areas of woods and forests, they're not very detailed. They're only taking very shots a, a very low amount of detail because they don't need the detail of it like over a city. You know, that's when you get the clearer shots, but you go over certain areas and you try to zoom in and it gets blurry real fast because they're not taking detailed shots of those areas. They're not livable areas or roaded areas where Google Maps needs to concentrate. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to, you know, even, you know, even Pripyat, um, if you go to uh, Google Earth, even Pripyat kind of blocky um, because of, the, <clears throat> because it's not a lived area anymore. Um, well, I'll tell I don't you know, what, you... though, here's what I believe, Steve. I believe that our military has satellites that could do the job, that actually could break through the canopy and see, but. I don't think there's any way to get them to task them to do that. You know? <laughs> well, I don't think they can break through the canopy, not unless they're thermal. Well, but, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's funny. You know, Chris uh, Chris starts, you know, are we on the blue-collar comedy tour? I believe, <laughs> I believe that if you have, you know, five tires on your front lawn <laughs> and there have flowers in the middle of them, you might be a redneck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I know Jordan, Jordan, take a shot at that. What, what do you think? You know, I think, you know, it's hard because I, I would like to say that, you know, it's easy to catch one on camera, which has been the most rarest species on earth except for 1967. But, 
Um, I think these things would have to have a crazy amount of intelligence to understand its surroundings. And you hear about stories where these things are seen and then they're gone in, in less than two or three seconds. Just the, as if like they disappear. Yeah. And they, to me, I, I think they, they come to a place where they understand their surroundings. They, they know the environment that they're in. They are masters of disguise in that sense. So I think whenever, you know, if, if they are the alpha male of the woods, which according to a lot of different stories, you hear about how a lot of the animals react when these things are around and they know, you know, what is around them. They know what is in their territory. They know, um, you know, what a camera is. Maybe they don't exactly know what a camera is per se, but they know, you know, when their territory is being infringed by, you know, I guess human hands or something. So I, I in, in my opinion, if these things are biological entities, I, I think that, you know, they, they have to be, the, they have to be the masters of the forest. They, they just need to, um, <coughs> you know, be, be, be the king of their yep. ground. That's just the way I see it. Unless, you know, you want to go into the other side. Um, you know, I always think if you go back to places like, you know, the Chestnut Ridge with Stan Gordon, you know, and all the sightings and stories that come out of there, you know, I, I love Stan. I talked to Stan a few months ago and I've always been interested in that particular part of Pennsylvania. And, you know, you hear more of just, uh, I wouldn't say crazy, but just the out there type stories with, you know, strange lights and seeing these creatures at the same time, almost like they have some sort of, you know, um, disappearing ability to come here and there. And then, you know, just that whole um, wheel of just strange phenomena. So to me, it, it just seems that these things have a high, high intelligence where they are able to become, you know, the, the alpha of um, the surroundings. Yep. And again, they have to be, I just think that's the way it goes. You know, I, I love Stan too, but he is so hooked on this UFO Bigfoot connection. And it's like, oh, because, I mean, we don't send our astronauts into an atmosphere naked. <laughs> and that's my biggest beef with the whole thing. We know, you know, there's no protection, no protective suits. Yes, there, there's been Bigfoot seen with them, but heck, big UFOs were seen with cows during the cattle mutilation phases. We never suspected ever that a cow was an alien. I mean, and maybe their suits are cloaked. It could be. Could be. Uh, <coughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to go down the list here. There's a few more. Um, the chat room is hopping. Always we is. Some, yeah. We, yeah, we always have the best audience. You guys are sharp. Uh, B, I, I think, uh, what are your thoughts on those huge, intricate tree structures that are found in Colorado and documented in incredible videos from, from Mark Abel, a.k.a. Colorado Bigfoot? I think, like I said, I, I I think that, you know, as far as we'll we'll pass it to Jordan, but I like I said, I think that it's it's nonsense because we've never seen a Bigfoot making a tree structure. So uh, I I just don't think, and I know we're catching up to some of these comments, um, and there's a lot. So, um, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> Uh, what are well, your you know, beliefs of where they sleep? Uh, they sleep on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, or a hammock. No, no, no hammock. Um, but I, I believe that they, they, you know, they sleep in the ground, and uh, I don't believe they sleep in caves unless there is an alternative exit. Because I don't think they back themselves into a corner knowingly. Um, you know, uh, trying to also. Uh, you know, I think they may sleep in the high grounds during the day or at night or whenever they sleep, probably in the day. And they come and people ask, well, why are they nocturnal if there's pictures in the daytime? Well, uh, Tommy says, all footage, Freeman film, all daytime footage are for a nocturnal. Uh, but the Patterson Gimlin film and the Freeman film are not not the only footage. Right. You know, uh, I've got a thermal that was taken at nine, you know, nine plus p.m. at night uh, in in the fall, <clears throat> and it gets dark, you know, in the fall here, probably at like seven o'clock. Uh, by seven o'clock, and your 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 headlights. Um, so I I really don't think. I mean, I have a picture of a uh, porcupine in the daytime. In the daytime, I've seen fox in the daytime. I've seen coyotes in the daytime, but they are all primarily nocturnal animals. Yeah. And and uh, the fact is, if you look it up, that that animals also do rummage around during the day, just not as frequently. Yeah. Um. So that's that's my thought on that. I mean, otherwise, you know, most of the porcupine footage pictures you see, they're in the daytime. You know why? Because we're diurnal. <laughs> we're diurnal, or we don't have the equipment to uh, um, um, photograph at nighttime. Not everybody readily has equipment to photograph at night. Only the researchers. How many researchers are out there, or how many researchers have their equipment deployed at any given time? You know, people talk about, you know, well, we have all these trail cameras and all this other stuff. Huh? Well, how, how often is my equipment deployed? Number one, I'm not going to deploy it on public land because it'll get swiped. You know, uh, how often will we, you know, you, you got to have really special circumstances really to, to deploy it on private land. And how often is it there? There are some folks that do. Yeah, there's a few people that do get to deploy them for months at a time, but a few and far between. So I don't think that that holds any, you know, at all. And then somebody will say, well, with all these cameras on, you know, on the phones and, you know, why aren't we getting more pictures? Well, that's why we're getting more blob squatches, because digital, digital, uh, digital technology is not made for taking pictures of something standing in the middle of the woods. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, I think it's perfectly reasonable to uh, to go out during the daylight hours when you're looking for a sighting or when you're 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 hoping to have a sighting. You know, I, I don't recommend anybody go out uh, at night. Especially if you're in an area that's snaky. <laughs> now, in Kentucky, you know, we got some snakes, baby. I mean, if you jump off on the side of the road, if there's some tall grass over there, you run over in the grass and come back, you're going to have rattlesnakes hanging off both legs. Really. I mean, we've got some snakes. So it's better to go during the daylight so, you know, you don't uh, step on a, one of your little legless buddies there and get a bite. So Eric P uh, over on YouTube, welcome to the show, Eric P. Well, ask, Eric. ask Jordan if he believes in a cover-up. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, well, let me let me give you some backstory before I say anything. Um, 
you know, after let's after the whole um, you know, after my cryptid hunt, cryptozoology days, you know, I was a little bit burnt out, and you know, I was in high school. And, you know, I was chasing girls. I was in college. I was, you know, doing the whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, I've always had an interest, but it was sort of just in the back burner. I just kind of watched it from afar. <laughs> and then, you know, once, you know, you're in your 20s, you know, you start questioning things. You start trying to, you start following different ideas, you know, religion and that sort of thing. You're trying to find purpose in life. And, you know, I was at a place when I was 19, um, where, you know, I, I focused heavily on like just religion, God, spirituality. And, you know, I was just trying to find some meaning and purpose. And at first it was great, but then over time, that sort of, some of the ideas that I was being taught were really starting to affect me. And a lot of it had to, had to be shared with the conspiracy side of things. So, like, if you follow certain religious groups, they believe highly in, you know, government cover-ups, in the Illuminati, in secret societies, and that sort of thing. And I know sometimes in the paranormal and even the Bigfoot field, you know, some people have, have those connections. And I really became obsessed over that just because I'm like, this makes sense. You know, you start questioning all the crazy things about the moon landing, you know, um, you know all these other conspiracy, conspiracy theories, the JFK assassination, all, all that. It just becomes like a snowball effect. And you kind of follow this rabbit hole and you just start learning all these other things. And of course, they don't come from credible sources. They all come from the internet. <laughs> but right, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, that professor said this or this really, you know, important person said this in their book about UFOs or whatever. So, you know, I, I try not to hold a conspiracy mind or a cover-up mind just because I think it's so easy. And I think we put a lot of faith in the government when the government really doesn't have <laughs> – they can't even handle the best yeah. things in life. So, you know, you can call it the deep state maybe. But, you know, I think when it comes to, like, Bigfoot, like, let's say – and this is my opinion and obviously it might change over time. You know, my opinions do change. I don't hold to one thing. I just, you know, I'm growing in life as many people are. I think if a body is found, I think if there is evidence for these creatures, even if bang, there's the body. I personally, I still don't think it was, it will be accepted. I think a lot of the scientists will refuse to look at it. That's just my opinion. Very well. Good. Yeah. And I think because of ego, I think because of, you know, just status, I think because of money, I think because of law, laws, taxes, and certain certain things will really hold back that um, interest in something like the Sasquatch or a body or any sort of biology. So it could be that you know the government knows about it. I I don't know. I I would think they do to some degree, possibly. I mean, you can talk to certain people and, and they would have their own opinions, but, you know, I think personally that they do know they exist, but they, they don't acknowledge them. Exactly. Public, public, um, you know, public knowledge, just because, you know, you can go into the whole Mount Lion, um, 
I yeah. know, there's mountain lions in areas where they're not supposed to, and they're not yeah. going to talk about it because they want to keep the tourism and et cetera. So it yeah. just comes uh, about, you know, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Like I said, it's not big enough potatoes for them to spend millions of dollars to cover it up. Like, you know, oh, well, they sent the military in to catch all the bodies around St. Helens. And, oh, like, there's a sergeant or this this military man that talks about that. Hey, maybe I should use my Alex Jones voice for this. <laughs> you know, so so anyway, they uh, they send the uh, the uh, guy in down and uh, no, uh <laughs> You know, well, that, you that's that's funny. I, I didn't realize Jordan I could do Alex Jones until about three weeks ago. Awesome. I started going, listen, the Illuminati, the Illuminati have this all all tied up, you see, and it's a Bilderberg conspiracy. And they all all the Bigfoot go down and they dance around Moloch. Anyway, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> but, well, let me let me let me say that because those were the sort of ideas, you know, that that a lot right. of those groups were following, like like you know, like Moloch. Bohemian Grove, the Bilderberg Group, yeah, like, yeah. like like that sort of thing, and it just becomes a, a whole snowball effect. Of, Become, becomes a rabbit hole. Right. Becomes a rabbit hole. Right, right. And I, I just say, you know, be careful of where you're following that. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's like, boy, if anything wants to be, you know, overcomplicated more. So I, I again, I, I don't think they're spending any money. I think you're right. They, they. Uh, they try to, you know, like they may, hey, there's some tracks over here and they'll, they'll go over and they'll sweep them out because they don't want the, the publicity. And I really think it has nothing to do with because of any greed, but it's because all about the bucks, the greenbacks. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, exactly. You know, the spotted owl, look what that did for the lumber industry for a long time. So, um, dude, I, anything yeah. to make sure the tourist dollars keep coming in, that, that that's yeah. what it mainly is. So, but we, but but Bigfoot brings in the tourists. They just want to protect that logging industry. Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you think Whitehall embraced it? They're like, oh, money. Yeah. It's the appearance but, because they're so human-like. And I think once that becomes public knowledge, you know, there's going to be activist groups that are, that are going to sure. treat, treat them like us, like, you know, like oh. you know, well, why wouldn't why wouldn't they be special? I mean, look look right. as as bass backwards as a lot of the continent of Africa has been with all their wars and stuff like that. They'll spend a lot of money to protect the gorillas. So imagine what they'll do in a place, you know, with, with you know a robust civilization as ours, you know, where right. uh, you know all this infrastructure rather, and that's what I mean by robustness. Um, Dude, so uh, Mick, several- Mick, it, Mick is uh, tendering. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, man. No. <laughs> I don't think no. I could do that, man. No. <laughs> Believe me, uh, two hours, sometimes I'll have to shut the camera off and get up. I, this is this is way too much for me now, already. <laughs> but we appreciate the sympathy. I, I really do. Uh, um, the, with, the, with these government cover-up deals I, I don't know about that but i know they do protect the tourist industry and yeah. we had something similar happen here years ago i live over near mammoth cave national park and there were there were reports of a cougar in the park sightings of a cougar and they played it off man they played it off they said oh no 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 nah, there's no cougar here no 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 the park superintendent no 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 they was getting right reports every week no 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 there's nothing to it and then finally, one morning, one goes across the parking lot in the main office and hops up on somebody's car. And so the, the employees go in there and say, dude, look, <laughs> in the parking lot, there's a cougar. 
And so they finally put out a, they finally took out an ad in the, I think it was the Park City newspaper that said, uh, you know, it has come to our attention that there have been some possible sightings of a large cat in the area. So here's what to do in case you see one. If you're confronted, make yourself large. You know, and it went through the whole detail. What to we're do watching, in case you're, Chris. I don't know what, if you're looking to the left. We're watching a cougar okay. attack right here. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> a cougar. Well, I don't think it was that kind of cougar, but uh, anyway, you know, it, it, it came around to them. You know, they wouldn't accept it. No, no, no. The superintendent, because he didn't want to mess with the tourism dollars coming in. You know, we're talking millions of people. So, yeah. no, no, no. There's no cougar. There's no cougar. There was no cougar until it was. When it went, when it went into the parking lot and they said, my God, there is one. You know, they had to had to come clean about it. But uh, what are the odds of it coming into the parking lot? You know. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's certain things like like that. Well, uh, we we had the shooting of the alleged Bigfoot in uh, what Horse Cave. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. uh, the, you know, again, what they want to avoid is a bunch of people showing up with guns. Right. Agenda yeah. per se as maybe a community that wants to bring, you know, a community government like, like Whitehall or, uh, you know, Bishopville that has a right. lizard man festival. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there's a, uh, there may be a Falk monster fest that I'm not aware of, but, um, you know, every, every single time, um, you know, they have their own different reasoning. And that's why I think, well, uh, the yeah, National the, Park Service kind of discredits it or tries to not acknowledge it because it would bring the wrong types of people into the park that they would want. Right. And yeah. communities will embrace it because especially if they're economically strapped to right. bring in tourists and to bring in, you know, gift shops and have little festivals and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it doesn't make it wrong necessarily in either case yeah. because let's think about it you know we may sit there and say well you, you know hey you know what i don't want a bunch of gun nuts running around right. a, a national park looking for a bigfoot right you know Makes sense. We, as a researcher as researchers we should know better yeah um and and you know what? And Eric says there is an undercover footage of government officials talking about the beast of Brushy Creek clip. I will check it out. And you know what, Eric? Hmm. I'm gonna That's I'm gonna I'm gonna note that. And uh, you know maybe I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll take a look at it and we'll talk about it next week. You yeah. know that that'd be kind of cool talking about that. We'll talk. Hey, that's an idea. Let's talk about cover ups next week. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah, it, it's interesting to note that you know. The uh, the guy that uh, fired his gun at supposedly at the Bigfoot, uh, he was not prosecuted for that. Hmm. And uh, you know when you when you ask, and I have asked, <laughs> when you ask any of the rangers over there, they'll just send you over to the uh, the media uh, people for the park, and I can't remember what the gay, the girl's name is, but and then you know you won't get nothing but a press. Release. Her name is Helen Hunt. So if you want information on Bigfoot, go to Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <sighs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Native American tribes historically used blinds for hunting. I thought they used them for bait. <sighs> well, I don't. I don't know. Hey, Chris, Chris, did, Chris, did you miss that joke? What? I, I was reading the chat. What did you say? I'm sorry. Said, Native oh, American oh, yeah. tribes historically used blinds for hunting. Yeah. What did I say? I thought they used them for bait. Oh God! Remember, remember your Sasquatch safety. If you're being chased by a Sasquatch, you only need to run as fast as the slowest person. That's right. Make sure your shoes are well fastened, laces tied tight. Double that's knots. why. That's why you always bring somebody out of shape to the to the Bigfoot <laughs> hunt. That way, you can outrun them in case you need. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Terribly that's funny, terrible. though. Yeah, that's um, like the, the two guys getting ready to run for the bear, and the one guy's tying his shoes up real tight. So what are you doing? There's a bear back there. You can't outrun that bear. You don't have to outrun the bear. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to outrun the bear. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, here, here's another. Here, here's another. Um. Um, I'm thinking about bear safety. You know, it's like you know the difference between black bear droppings and uh, you know, you know, grizzly bear droppings. And remember, we're always supposed to car carry bear mace and also wear bells. You know, because it scares the you know. <laughs> so you know, black bear. You know, black bear scat has little berries and nuts in, in it, and uh, grizzly bear scat, you know, ha usually has bells and smells like pepper. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. That would be terrible. <laughs> should, should we put the cougar oh. video back? <laughs> hey, you know what? Honestly, bear bears scare me more than Bigfoot. They they really do. Okay. You know what scares me more than bears? What? Moose. Moose. Oh. oh yeah, I guess so. But you know, there's no chance of me running one running into one of them here. But Do now, you know we, we, I live I live about five miles from a Moose Crossing sign? Oh gosh! Yeah, they're they're oh. actually. Uh, I live very close to the Middle Grove State Forest, the Lake Desolation State Forest, and the Daketown yeah. uh, State Forest. And especially yeah. in Desolation, there's up there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, you know well, moose. Yeah. No moose in Kentucky. But you know they do have bear, and, and I, I don't know. I've been to the old country buffet in uh, in Kentucky, and boy, there's a couple there. You know. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, I just said it for there. You may have, you may have saw a Sasquatch in there too. I did. It was, it was standing next to the moose <laughs> and the cougar. But, but you know, in this area, okay, the bears they're they're not around here. They they don't hang out here anymore. I think they've been hunted just almost to extinction on, on the the western side of the state. Well, they heard and Tennessee has better food. In the yeah, maybe <laughs> on the eastern side of the state, though. Oh yeah, man, they're they're or they're over. but they're starting to work their way back across here. You know, so we're getting a few sightings every now and then of bears, and uh, you know, I just you know I'm afraid of bears because you know. There's not that many stories of Bigfoot killing somebody and eating them. They're, they're, and uh, but you know, just rub their belly and they roll right over and rub their <laughs> with, belly. <you> know? <laughs> with bears, you know, it happens. People die and they get eaten by bears. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just something to think about if you're out walking, especially in an area where these things are at. You know, be careful. 
it's always interesting too. It's like you know when someone has a Sasquatch sighting, you always hear about like the intense fear and the amount of just dread that someone feels. But obviously, if you see a mother bear and her cubs, that same fear is probably gonna you know spring up as well, and you run into that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome, Curious Cryptid. If Bigfoot kills me, eats me, I'm not telling anybody. Actually, I would, you know, I would love a a a, a Bigfoot to eat part of me. That way, I can be the piece of physical evidence. Uh, hey, I'm the evidence. Look, Bigfoot ate it. Um, oh God! But uh, no, just I don't no. I don't want to end up like the the bear whisperer there, the the guy that. You know, not only did he get himself eaten, but he got his girlfriend eaten too. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I, I've ran up on about every kind of animal that that's you know to the you know native to this area, and none of them scared me. You know, except one, and that was in New Mexico. He wouldn't the bear wasn't even in here in Kentucky. It was in New Mexico. I ran up on one, or he ran up on me, and it scared me to death because I knew, oh God, this dude's going to eat me. So you know, I, I'm afraid of bears. <laughs> and uh, I guess Sean Godet asked if uh, is Whitehall BS, and uh, no, it's not, no. not, not in the least. Whitehall was a really yeah. We're talking police witnesses and stuff there. Yeah, that, yeah. that's one of the that's one of the better uh, sightings documented. And, and and those were just the two police officers that came forward. You right. know, people forget that prior to that incident, there was a state trooper. A uh, town police officer and a sheriff that had yeah. all seen something from a distance. That you know the right. article says they were all able to see the creature, uh, but but at a distance. So yeah, yeah. Um, that that I got to say that's one of the, the better documented sightings. Uh, you know, among officials, you know, people that are trained in observing, you know, that's well, you know, you know what ended up happening is, is like I said, there, there are certain areas of the country which, which have a lot of sightings and you know, they're law enforcement seeing stuff, but they don't say stuff because much akin to like, you know, now only recently, I should say, you know, a pilot would never mention a UFO. Hey, I saw a UFO. No, they would, you know, they would be afraid they would be mocked and and, right. and blacklisted and all that wonderful stuff. Well, that's how law enforcement felt right. for all these years. And they still are. You saw right. a Bigfoot? Come on. You're yeah. crazy. You know what that's gonna do to your credibility on the stand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, but, when but, you get when when you go in for your routine psych eval and you tell them you've seen a Bigfoot, okay. <laughs> They're gonna start writing stuff down about you, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but here's here's the the the, the fact of that is, you know, I, I've testified in court. Nobody's ever once ever brought that up, never once. So, it, it, you know, it's kind of a non sequitur. It, it, it's uh, it's it's a phony belief. A lot of it. Somebody's gonna bring up your call. Oh, he says, but nobody's ever gonna say that. Um. You know, um, did the activity move to Lake George? Uh, no, only during the summer. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Those are Canadians. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, the activity didn't move to Lake George. Ab absolutely not. Um, Lake George is actually a very small. Uh, and um, the Lake George village only uh, is probably about a mile long. And it's primarily a and, uh, you know, a very, maybe a three mile wide by one mile long strip. It's not a very large community. Uh, Lake George.
community. If you're talking about the lake, uh, is there some activity along one side or another of Lake George occasionally? And there's been, you know, uh, some very interesting. Uh, there was one particular case in Lake George where it was actually in one of the islands that people, uh, you know, heard like these monkey-like sounds on one of the islands of, of Lake George that are in the middle, or not the middle, but on the on pretty close to the side. So could it swim out there? Possibly. And that's a whole nother discussion. Can a Sasquatch swim? Oh yeah. <laughs> don't know. I I, I just I just uh, I don't um, think they I, do. No. I don't think so. Um you know, and, and then you have the other you have the other uh you know, as Mick says, uh he even some of the Whitehall locals aren't to be messed with. Oh yeah. I mean there's people in Whitehall that believe it. There's people that don't believe it vehemently. Uh, oh, all these people are crazy. They're just doing it for tourism or, you know, one thing or the other. Yeah. Funny thing is, I remember Brian telling me uh, about a story about one particular gentleman always used to make fun of him. Uh, but, oh, there's any big fun lately? <laughs> you know, and he just discovered, you know, a, a few years ago, the guy was selling Sasquatch merchandise in his store. Like, well, if you don't believe uh, in it, if you're sitting there making fun uh, of me, you're selling, you know, you know, to me, that's so disingenuous. <laughs> Um, you know, um, well, I would have, I can't begrudge the guy for trying to make a buck, you know, I can, if he's making fun of people. Well, sure. I mean, people do it every day. They do. And the answer to that is yes. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think there's been a time I haven't heard of at least one or two stories coming out of white Hall. Yeah. Um, our owls can sound like monkeys. Yes, they, they can a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have a very uh, uh, strict. Ear. It's uh, the strict strict roofites, or I say roof of bees, but it could be strict roofites. Owls family sounds like sound like a herd of monkeys. <laughs> they do. And Jeremy says, if "We have Bigfoot. We're real. We'd have plenty of footage from cams." Uh, not necessarily because the cams aren't built for taking pictures in the middle of woods. So sorry, that just isn't real. Uh, that, that is not a correct comment. Um, just as much as if, if. Well, know, it's just, it's an argument, you know, it's an argument. Yeah. Real, we'd have, we'd have pictures of them by now. Well, there well, are pictures, you know, yeah, there are certainly maybe, are pictures. maybe, maybe some of those are real. Maybe not. All it yeah. takes is one. You know, just yeah. like out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of sightings, it doesn't take a percentage of them to be right. It only takes one. Right, exactly. And, that, and that's the thing people don't understand is that we had a better chance of getting pictures of a Bigfoot in the 70s and 80s and part of the 90s with do now because, you know, you get people with blob squatches <clears throat> That actually have had sightings. They're like, there it is. I took a picture of it, but you know, the picture isn't that great. <laughs> um uh, is Whitehall no is Whitehall so known there are more hoaxers, Jordan? Uh well, just so you know, Sean, I'm the guy that does a lot of investigating for the last 30 yeah. years up at up at Whitehall, not not Jordan. Jordan. Jordan's been all over the place uh, in New York and, and around uh, Pennsylvania too, uh, as well, doing doing stuff. We got to talk about your your upcoming project too. Uh, yeah. We got we got to get that rolling too. Um, 
uh, are there more hoaxers? No, I, I don't. There, there, you know, so here's the thing. I knew of one guy that was hoaxing. Uh, we learned of it uh, probably in 2012. And he was uh, making tracks. Fortunately, um, he didn't start making tracks until well after I discovered my tracks. And my tracks were, we actually heard the footprints there and smelled it and experienced the, uh, some audible stuff while that was all going on. The tracks were actually only about, you know, 40 feet to our, you know, to our, our north <laughs> where they were made because we could hear it walking around us. Um, but uh, as I far think, as. It, I think you showed guy, me, you showed me some pictures of some fake tracks that guy right 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 and and i think that guy now has since stopped because you know maybe he's still going on i don't really look for track evidence normally because in new york you don't find the only reason why i looked for it that particular day was be of of what i had heard as far as just looking for tracks arbitrarily i look but you know i i don't you know we we scrutinize them pretty well uh but i think that guy I don't think he's doing it anymore. Uh, if he is, he's been doing it for the better part. I think it started in 2012. He started doing that. But truthfully, uh, being out there in 2012 and 2013, we found one track, but it was a juvenile track, and we had a witness to that one. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, we knew where to look, um, and, and it was really close to our camp. Uh, well, but it's, yeah, well, it's any miscellaneous tracks now. I think you know it's it's common sense to 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 realize though that uh, in an area that's really hot, you're going to have more hoaxers drawn to that area, specifically because there've been more sightings there. You know, but the only thing is the hoaxers are missing out on is none of them are real good at anatomy, and uh, we can glance if you you know some of some of these guys out working the field have seen valid, real deal. Bigfoot tracks. So we and they know exactly what they look like. So if you put something on the ground that's not kosher, it, all it takes is a glance. And, you know, everybody that's seen one that knows what it looks like is going to say, ah, it's a fake. <laughs> look, look, this is this is there. This is this is wrong. That's wrong. That's a fake. And that's a, one reason why I, I wouldn't put any, um, any good uh, tracks cast up on the internet for or any photos of them for anybody to see i had some people asking me to see some tra uh, photos of some tracks uh, a few years back and i knew why they wanted them because they wanted to make casts you know and they wanted to, to make uh, uh things to try to hoax people better but we right. don't we don't we don't do that we don't feed the hoaxers no and it's hard to find tracks as well because i know um, I remember Steve saying too that uh, New York is full of leaf litter, and especially with, <laughs> you know, especially fall right now, it's it's almost impossible unless you find a good like right. um, soil ground. But you know, sometimes yeah. you just have to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah, they're not as easy to find as people might think. And if you got tracks going from a roadway, you know, <laughs> right there where you know you drive by, and there they are by the car. This is, they're, if they're put someplace that's conveniently defined, you know, well, that was done for convenience. You know, it, it's pretty easy to, to put that together, too. Oh, the chat room is hopping. 
Jerry says he has a crystal dogman shapeshifter switch for sale. Well, that's wonderful because uh, I myself uh, have a very uh, doubtful nature of the dogman. Uh, very much so because you can't hybridize a human with a canine. Yeah. And it makes, uh, you know, well, I don't knock people for saying it though, Steve, because it could very well just be a misidentification, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just don't think that, you know, I, I have a big doubt in a dog man. I just do. Um, could it be something other than an actual physical, uh, uh, creature? No, it could be something paranormal. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I do believe in the paranormal. Uh, I don't believe there's anything to do with Bigfoot unless it may be some of those those uh, uh, type of weird type of sightings where I don't believe it's anything cryptid at all. Um, <clears throat> uh, so, you know, it is what it is. There's people that, that investigate that and they want to believe it. They have a right to believe it. Absolutely. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <oof>. Ron, Welcome. <laughs> Yeah, Ron's in the house. He likes dropping in on us. Welcome, um, Ron. But uh, I don't, I don't get the dog man. I mean, as much as it's, I like to believe it, Pat says it's kangaroos. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just, it's all started. You know, a lot of that started with the Gable film, which eventually turned out to be a hoax anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems to me, like, even with the dogman stuff, it kind of, like, just from what I've seen from things online, a lot of people talk about the dogman more, it seems. It seems like there's been a high popularity in just sightings and groups. Um, even in, like, in the most, like, two to three years, I've just kind of seen the, the popularity of this thing just kind of skyrocket, even though it's, like, you never really hear about it because Bigfoot's right. been, like, the only hair-covered popular creature in you know yeah. america but now like this dogman thing i've heard like yeah. sightings in ohio someone even told me that there's more dogman sightings now than there are bigfoot recently Pro so, probably probably yeah i'm not gonna say no i mean i'm i'm interested regardless of just the actual story and just yep. what's going on so it's, it's kind of weird because um you know out of all the uh out of all the cryptids you know like Dogman, eh, you know, uh, lake monsters for the most part, I think, are, you know, there's so many, so many things on the water that can be misidentified. Right. Um, there are some pictures, but are they real? Are they something else? You know, uh, when I went to Loch Ness, I debunked one. You know, it was very clearly a reflection. And uh, I was tipped off at that and I waited at the right time and I got the almost the identical pictures the guy had gotten. Um, and Jeremy, you're absolutely right, man. We're real estate back to the 11th century. It's not just an American thing. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, yeah. um, you know, so I, I, you know, I, I have a lot of doubts about the, you know, uh, the chupacabra. Um, people forget that you know they they had all these sightings in in Texas, and Ken Gerhart was on the show, and uh, even Lyle Blackburn was on the show talking about, um. You know, uh, the chupacabra, for some reason, turned out to be this, you know, two-legged, short-armed, you know, big-eyed, weird-looking alien-type lizard creature into a hairless dog. 
and there's so many, you know, people, and it turns out that every time there's a dog, it's either a wolf or a coyote that has this mange. Well, you know, to me, that's telling me that, that you know, this does not really work. Um, people forget how things evolve and change. And like you said, a lot of people now are talking about Dogman. I think that out of everything, and believe me, I debunk more than I profess the truth in the Bigfoot world, you know, it, it's just a, the sad fact that when stuff comes to me and I evaluate stuff, it just does not either one, it doesn't fit the sniff test or two, it, it doesn't fit the legitimacy test. I mean, you know, we talk about the Bigfoot peeper months ago. I don't know if you've ever saw those pictures of the Bigfoot peeping in the window. And, you know, I start looking into it. This guy on Facebook posts this. I'll try to track him down. Being a private investigator, I track him down and I find out that the guy is using his middle name as a first name and just his last name. And it turns you know, he has a child molestation record. And it turns out he doesn't own property where he said he, these pictures were taken. Yeah. And, you know, but he, there's a small portion of people that want to deny fact. And that is an issue, too. And that's social media. There's people that are going to deny yeah. of the argument there's going to be people pro bigfoot anti bigfoot that will misinterpret fact you know the fact is you know and, and i want to get back digital cameras make horrible uh horrible with their autofocus make a real hard time shooting in the middle of the forest because they always focus on the on the thing that's in front just look at this camera right here right i don't know if i can do it but you know, the camera will automatically go in and out of focus sometimes, especially when you first start it up. Um, it's just, it just doesn't happen. And and then you got to think about the delay, the mind, somebody seeing this, yeah. you know, oh, I don't have time. You know, I'm not even thinking, I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? And it takes time for that mind to register what you are seeing. Um you know, the same thing, you know, as a hunter, you know, you don't automatically see something and go bang. You sit there and you aim, you bring it up and you say, okay. And then you identify it and then you shoot. Yeah. You know, if it's a deer, bang, turkey, bang, mother-in-law, bang. Oh, no, no, I didn't say that. Um, um, <laughs> uh, anyway. No, 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 no. Culture too, because just because, like, if you look at something like the Mothman in Point Pleasant, you know, during the time of you know the Cold War sixties, you know, there's a lot of just random things going on, and I think just you know the society that you're in and what you're culturally influenced, even with like aliens or UFOs. I'm not saying all of them. I mean, I definitely think there's some, something to it, but it's like you know with the with the fifties and movies and how that just that social construct just kind of evolves into modern day so if you see you know aliens and ufos on the tv you're going to see them you know in real life and just how culture sort of evolves from what it, they're influenced by so i think that itself too has a lot of um valid um valid points to um that sort of thing and i think it's to some points you know those things are also attributed to cryptid sightings um but as, even if that's the case you know i i'm I'm always interested in the stories too, and I want to hear what the stories have to say. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna just you know throw the video out of the battle, but it's like I want to learn more. 
You know one, Ron. <laughs> oh no. You know, Ron is Sean, terrible. Terrible. Terribly funny. Uh, that's funny right there. I don't care who the hell you are. You don't like it. Get the hell out. No, I'm just. Um, Sean Gooday says there are some some things that go bump and I I agree. Um, you know, you look at the what I call the big three. I mean, when I grow up, there there were three big phenomena. You had UFOs, UFOs, paranormal, and Bigfoot. And I really feel that there is legitimacy to all three of those things in certain ways. There's a lot of uh, goes on, you know, in all of the fields. You know, do things get overblown? Yes. The Amityville Horror, was it true? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I look at the fact, you know, uh, you know, Jeremy asked about let's give Mothman some airtime. Absolutely. I've been on the point plans. It's a creepy area, big red eyed thing flying through the air. I don't know. Wasn't there. But I do know that whatever was down there scared the shit out of the people that would see it. Right. But, you know, to me, the some of those other cryptids, you know, I got to have a little more. You know, Bigfoot, there was always a little bit more. UFOs, there was a little bit more because you had radar, you had radar information, and sometimes you would have radiation or, or you know, people that gotten burned and stuff like that. And then you have like, like the Travis Walton thing where he disappears and he's got, you know, four people that were with him, five people that were with him that were all being looked at for killing him yeah. during the time he was missing. Um, and they all passed lie detector test. All of them. If one of them failed, that would be a big flag. If two of them failed, that would be a big flag. But all of them passed. So that's telling me some stuff. The Mothman, I don't know. Um, is it a tra is it tragic that it happened around the collapse of the Point Pleasant Bridge? Is it weird that the Mothman has only been seen in a few places rather than all over the place? You know, there's been reports, I guess, uh, of a Mothman in Poland before an accident and stuff like that. But how much of that is urban legend versus how much of that actually happened? I don't know. Right. Um, you know, I, I will be the first one to tell you that not every cryptid I'm, you know, I'm well versed on. I'm, I know my Bigfoot. I know my Loch Ness Monster because I was out there. And even that has kind of worn off over the last 10 years because I don't follow it as much as I, the, the one cryptid I do follow is what's in front of us, the good old Sasquatch. If they're, you know, uh, you know, I run a paranormal group, so I deal with that kind of stuff as well. But I don't think there's any connection between the paranormal and Bigfoot. Um, could there be between the paranormal and Mothman? Possibly. Paranormal and Dogman? Possibly. It's a man of, maybe it's a manifestation of something. Don't know. People are seeing something, so it needs to be answered. But I, I will not answer something with a bunch of of poppycock, you know, with with a bunch of untested. It's cloaking. It's this. It's that. You know, I can give you some possibilities, but I'll tell you, you know, after going on my twenty, going into my twenty second year of Bigfoot research, um. Uh, 27 years of big, uh, you know, 22 years of Bigfoot research. You know, I, I, you know, I've got a pretty good grip on what this is and what it isn't. Um, not saying I'm a knower. I'm a believer. And I started off as a, 
I, I, thank you, Ron. I, I don't want to go into irrational speculations. Yeah. You know, every speculation I need, what I know about, I can go rational. Anything else, it's irrational because I don't have enough time in. Well, what I like about Steve Coles is he's like just the facts. And he's a facts kind of guy. He's not going to, you're going to, if you tell him about your sighting, he's not going to say, well, what you saw was light from Venus being refracted through swamp gas. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to be, well, you know, I'm not sure what you saw, but uh, here's some tracks over here and we'll look at those, you know. Right. <laughs> yep. Wow. Chat room's hopping. <laughs> We're throwing that out there. Now you scared me. <laughs> well, I, I don't think there. Well, I, I don't think there's anything to be scared of. I mean, I've been asking the aliens for years to pick me up, but they won't. Now I want to stay. They'll try to pick me up. Watch that. Um, but you know, there, there's you know, a lot of people don't know that that my first jump. Uh, into the field was actually ufology. So I'm very well versed in ufology as well. Um, and yeah, I've, I've had dinner with Stan, Dr. Stanton Freeman, the late Dr. Stanton Freeman. And uh, great guy. Great. He was a great guy. Very intelligent, very, very pragmatic man. And uh, boy, he knew his. Uh, what he really knew was a lot about Betty and Barney Hill, the first lost time UFO abductee case. Um, and, and that happened in the 60s. And yeah. As it was back then. Um, you know, uh, uh, I've met Kevin Randall, who's written a, a couple of books on Roswell, who is a, a retired uh, U.S. Air Force captain and was a pilot fascinating man. So I've talked to a lot of interesting people over, over the years on a lot of different subjects. Um, you know, I, I've, you know, met, uh, Tony and Judy Sparrow, who's the, the, uh, son-in-law and, and, and daughter of, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. I've met Josh Gates. I've met Ben Hansen. Um, had some conversations with them all about different things. Josh is funny. <laughs> But not a Bigfoot believer, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, Josh does not, Josh Gates does not believe Bigfoot exists because he feels that, oh, they would have been found already. And I can disagree with that. Um, Come here, you know. cat. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> we got cats here, too, evidently. You know, I'm going to try to keep it clean tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks, Cat. Appreciate that, Morris. Here, here. <laughs> Morris, I love it again. That was Morris the Cat. He had to make his debut. Okay. Walked right in front. You see him? He walked right in front of the camera. Well, and Ron says, anytime you choose supernatural as an answer to a mystery, then you choose the lazy research. And to that I say, incorrect. Maybe applicable to Bigfoot research, but may not be applicable to like Mothman research, where it may have been some. Full of para paranormal or <laughs> paranormal. Um, so, you know, that's that's the way I look at these things. So, we got a few minutes left. If we run over a little bit, we'll run over a little bit. George, uh, let's talk about your project coming up called Cryptid Hunt. It's all you, fire away. Yeah. No, I, you know, it's, 
I'm gonna I, mute I, out. I would love to talk so much about it, but just because of it's just it's starting out, I, I will say that you know this is something that I knew would come back one day. I just had to be be at that moment like this is it, this is the time. And I think because of the pandemic, that really just kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> sort of just the embers of that time just kind of flow blown. So um, no, I you know I've this has been a subject that is near and dear to my heart. This is a passion. And I, I, I normally don't say that with, with everything because I, I do have some, you know, interest in other things. But, like, you know, with cryptozoology and especially with Sasquatch, it's like, you know, there is so much to this that has so much validity. And it just it just can't be ignored. And for somebody somebody like me, you know, as, as a filmmaker, you know, there's, there's a lot of television. There's a lot of Bigfoot and paranormal programs i mean travel channel their entire show their entire channel is based on the paranormal now like it's, it's unbelievable and there's so much saturation where they just care more about the ratings but they don't care about the quality and for me i want to be able to tell these stories i want to strive to you know show people that you know these things are happening these things are real and especially with with today you know there's a lot of just white noise of politics and just, you know, such a division where I think a lot of people have just forgotten, you know, the natural wonder and mystery of the world. And for me, that's something that stirs a lot of creativity. And I really want to put that with um, this new project that, you know, I'm hoping to create something really special and just, you know, kind of show people that, you know, there's something to this. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people I'm going to see again, which I'm really excited about. And there's a lot of people, you know, old friends that I haven't seen in years, you know, that I'm almost 30 now. And I met them when I was only a teenager. Yeah. So it's going to be completely surreal. And, and you, Steve, I, I'm hoping, you know, some sometime, maybe this summer, we can plan something out. But Hopefully I won't be using a walker by then. <laughs> How you doing, Jordan, you son of a bitch? Uh, I'll, I'll pick up. <laughs> Mr. Abernathy, get back out. But you know, it's going to be awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm real excited to like just resurrect these old um, interviews that I myself haven't seen since that time, too, just because technology has evolved. And there was no way for me to look at any of these um, these old tapes. So it's, it's going to be a, a, a crazy ride. So maybe... Invite me back maybe a year from now and I can talk more about it. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jordan, I, you know, like I said, come on up. You're always invited. You're always invited. Just let me, we'll make it happen. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure you get some video of some stuff I have and pictures of stuff I have and you can use it. It will. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I really look forward to this. Um, and we had a great show tonight. I had a lot of fun. I, I hope you did too, Jordan, even though uh, my, my laptop became a, in the middle of the show. Um, That's in the right, man. The show. Hey, we had show and tell, dude. It was great. That's right. Well, <laughs> we're not going to have any outro tonight because I have rigged the, the outro machine to broadcast more. And, uh, yeah, I'll have this thing fixed by the end of the week. So shouldn't be a problem. Thank God it's not a hard drive or anything else. If it's a battery or if it's just a stupid charging cable, pff, issue. If not, I'll have an all-new computer next week. So Yeah. <laughs> and uh 
But uh, folks, uh, you know, I, I want to, uh, of course, thank you, Jordan, for coming on. Chris, you want to do your thing too? Yeah, right? man. I, I, first of all, I want to thank Jordan for being a great guest. Thanks, Jordan. And we want to thank all of our listeners and uh, everybody in the chat room. You guys are great. Thank you very much for joining us. And re remind our viewers on YouTube, if, you, if you're tuning in for the first time, man, hit like and subscribe. If I don't get attacked by a dog, hit like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Ring. Ring the notification bells, and, uh, you know, it really helps us out with the ratings, and we can do more stuff with the channel. Thanks. Back to you, Steve. Yeah, back to me. Well, again, thanks to our guest, Jordan Warner. And, of course, we, we will be uh, announcing as things progress with that. We'll be announcing some stuff for Jordan. Uh, he's always welcome back on the show. Talk about his adventures and misadventures. God knows there's been more misadventures than adventures. But uh, <laughs> at least on my part. Um, but, anyway, we'll be back here. Next Sunday night. What's next Sunday night? Oh my goodness! Next Sunday will be the twenty fifth. Be the last show before Halloween, and uh, it'll be the last show before the new season of The Mandalorian. Damn it! All um, right. <laughs> oh, and our Kickstarter will be on Halloween. FYI, so tune in for okay. that. There we go. I knew there was some again. Happy birthday, Bob Gimlin. Uh, folks, we'll be here next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Facebook.com forward slash Steve.Coles, YouTube.com forward slash Steve Coles, Twitter.com forward slash Squatch D-E-T, Squatch that. And, of course, you can listen to the replays if you're one of our friends and uh, that likes to listen to the audio rebroadcast. We are now going to be on, once the file is uploaded to our good friends at Anchor FM. Of course, we broadcast to you live each week via our friends at StreamYard. After that, we upload our audio portion to Anchor FM, and then they ship it out to places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Stitcher. But now we're also on iHeartRadio. So, uh, again, another, another area for our podcast listeners to revisit. Again, please hit the subscribe like button if you like what you hear. If you don't like it, give it a thumbs down. If you like it, give it a thumbs up. And, folks, we'll catch you here next week, Sunday night, 9 p.m. And uh, there's no outro, so uh, we're done. Good night. See ya. Bye-bye.